Thanks for checking out this message from Spring Mount. For more information about us and what we do, visit our website, springmountcf.co.uk or join us every Sunday from 11am at Abbey Road in Barrow and Furness. If you'd like to support our mission financially, visit springmountcf.co.uk slash give or email give at springmountcf.co.uk. Well, good morning, everybody. Those, those who don't know me, my name is indeed Jeff, and I'm a husband to Naomi and father to Simon. Stand up so people can see you, please. Come. <laughs> and turn round. Turn round. Turn round. Turn round. Naomi's nothing like as easy to embarrass as she used to be, but she is now bright pink for those who are, who are sitting at the back. <clears throat> the, the topic that um, Johnny gave me to talk about was the last 12 months. That was the, the name of, the, of this little um, item from myself. The last 12 months. How God's encouraged us, how we've been challenged, and what we're praying for for the next 12 months. And for me, the last 12 months have been pretty uh, significant. I'm going to show you a a series of photos in a moment, almost before and after photos to talk about the the last 12 months. And the first thing of significance uh, for myself is that at this time last year, almost to the day, I retired from teaching. I, I, was, I was teaching for 37 years in uh, four different secondary schools and then Barrow Sixth Form College and then when it merged with, with, with Furness College. Um, and it was a decision which surprised quite a lot of people. And I and Naomi had questions like, what's he going to do? How's he going to fill his time? Is he not going to be bored? Will he get under your feet? And for people who knew me... Really, like Naomi, they thought, oh, that's not going to be a problem. He'll have no problem at all in filling his time. And indeed, that's, uh, that's actually become, become the case. So if we could start looking at some, some photos, please. Remember, before and after. So this is when I used to work for a living. Uh, this is me in my school uniform. Uh, and we realized, Naomi himself, when we were talking yesterday, it's now almost a year to the day since I last wore a tie. Uh, I have quite a rack of ties in my wardrobe, which probably will never, ever get used again. So if anybody fancies that particular tie, it's quite a nice one, then it's, uh, it's available at a decent price. So that's the before. The sorts of things I've been doing in my retirement, well, I was able to visit my uh, eldest daughter and my two grandchildren in Australia. Uh, I've been given time, able to give time on quite a regular basis to our allotment. We have now have a new greenhouse. Those are my two green... My, not greenhouses. Those are, <laughs> <coughs> those are my two uh, grandchildren on the left-hand side. Uh, you can see these sorts of photos. If you just flick back to the previous one, how serious and professional. And then you move on to the post-retirement phase, and you can see which is uh, preferable <laughs> by a long score. Uh, so that's me in Australia with two grandsons, and then uh, on that photo you can see Amy, uh, sorry, uh, Naomi trying to look as though she's enjoying being at a cricket match. Uh, so there we go. Uh, I've been able to spend time on the allotment. As I say, we have uh, a new greenhouse, we have new raspberry beds, uh, we have sheds which have been pretty much cleared of rubbish, uh, and we have what feels like several tons of horse manure which have been transported from the back of our car into, into, the, uh, into the allotment. I've also been able, and this has been a real privilege and a real benefit of not having to go to work during the day, uh, to accompany Simon on various, uh, Simon plays cricket for Cumbria, uh, a lot of the games are midweek in various parts of northern England and I've been able to go to uh, those, those matches as well. So it's been, it's been a real blessing uh, being able to uh, do things like that. 
And that leads me then on to the, the second major part of my, um, uh, of my year. And when I started talking about I'd been pretty busy throughout the course of the year, this guy who's been leading the, the worship here started grinning because he knew exactly what the second part of my, my talk was going to be. Because Ian, not only has he been this morning's worship leader, but he has done an absolutely wonderful job of project managing the transformation of Salt House Pavilion into the... <laughs> From the, from the wreck of the building into what it is now, an absolutely wonderful new building for us to, to, to move into. And it was just over a year ago, and this, let this be a warning to you, but it was just over a year, a year ago, after the service, and I think the conversation probably took place round about here, just, just probably this part of the carpet, and I said, Ian, I'm going to be retiring in, uh, at the end of the year, and if you need a bit of painting doing, just let me know. Now, that offer of doing a little bit of painting somewhere along the way got transformed into overseeing the teams of people who were uh, painting the, the, the pavilion. And there will be some more uh, before and uh, after uh, uh, photos in a moment. Johnny's question was, one of, the, one of Johnny's questions was, how have you been challenged this year? And that has been a challenge. I, I know I can paint. I've had four houses, and when you're, you're a house owner, then you have to learn some pretty basic DIY. And I, can, I know I can paint. Don't ask me to do electrics or plumbing or anything like that, but I can paint. Uh, I've had four houses. I've helped decorate my parents' house and various other places as well. But it is a bit of a, a step up, a bit of a, a leap of faith, if you like, from painting your back bedroom, uh, where you're, only, you're going to be the only ones who see it, into this building, which will become a church and a, an area for the community, where there's going to be all sorts of people saying, mm, that's not a very good straight edge on there, and that, that sort of comment. Um, it, I guess it must have been an even bigger leap of faith for the people who decided to ask me. How did they know I could paint? But somewhere along the way, the decision was taken to ask him, and because of the team that we've had working on this, then I think it's, it's turned out pretty well. So the job has been done in three phases. Phase one was January and February, and that was when we had all the, 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 the full inside hall was full of scaffolding, the builder scaffolding, because when they were working on the ceiling. And so we had January and February to paint the ceiling. Uh, so the before photo of this one, Paul, please... Now, we didn't, obviously, there's a lot of work that the builders did here, but this is the ceiling of the, of the pavilion. Okay, that's, that's the ceiling. And the, what it looks like now. So you can see that one's been transformed. That was, that was January to February. The second phase was April to July, when we actually worked on the main body of the hall. The ce- all the scaffolding had been taken out, so we couldn't do the ceiling anymore. That was finished. Uh, and then we moved on to the main body of the hall. So before. So that's looking from the back towards the Frederick Street corner and after and before. That's the other corner. or No, that's looking back towards where the coffee bar is now and after. And then before. That's looking from the back towards the front and then there's various stages of this after. So first of all. And, and finally... So you can see it's been, it's been quite, quite a journey uh, along the way there. It, as part of that process, we have used some 400 litres of paint. And we've spent about £1,500 on paint and materials and so on. And this is my favourite photo. 
No, sorry. I'm, I'm sorry, what I've missed out. I've missed the bits out. This was, this was phase three. This was September and October when we did the upstairs hall and the office. So that was before and this was after. It's not quite finished there, but it, it does look much better than that now. I think the next one is my favourite photo. There we go. Uh, I was very tempted to try and build some sort of altar made up of all, the, uh, of all our em- empty paint pots. Uh, but those are all 10-litre um, pots of paint. So you can see we've, we've been through a fair amount of paint there as well. Now, in thinking about what I wanted to say this morning, the one particular Bible passage uh, came to mind. And it's a very familiar one. It's from uh, the Apostle Paul writing to the believers in in Corinth. Um, And he was explaining to them uh, his concept of the the people of of God being the body of Christ. And I've I've chosen bits of this. Don't try and follow it in your Bible. I'm sort of jumping about from bit to bit here. And it's in the message version. But just have a listen to this. Your body has many parts, limbs, organs, cells, but no matter how many parts you can name, you're still one body. It's exactly the same with Christ. Each of us is now part of his resurrection body. I want you to think about how all this makes you more significant, not less. A body isn't just a single part blown up into something huge. It's it's all the different but similar parts arranged and functioning together. All the different but similar parts arranged and functioning together. The way God designed our bodies is a model for our understanding our lives together as a church. Every part dependent on every other part. The parts we mention and the parts we don't. The parts we see and the parts we don't. You are the body of Christ. That's who you are. And you must never forgive this. Sorry, you must never forget this. And the same applies to our painting party. There were some people who were involved for a lot of time on a regular basis. And there were some people who came once or maybe twice. Different contributions were made. Some people spent a long time planning the colour scheme. Some people spent time organising working parties. Some people spent time putting paint on with a roller, with a brush. Some people built scaffolding and moved scaffolding. Some people cleaned brushes, some washed walls, some hoovered ceiling roses, some sanded beams, some made drinks, some hoovered dirt clogged surfaces, and some, Barbara and Derek, provided cookies. Whoa, you don't know how important that contribution was. Different people had different skills. Some people were happy at the top of very tall scaffolding. Well, happy might be pushing it a little bit. Some people were able to work on the top of very high scaffolding. Some people wanted to stay at the bottom. Some people were able to paint uh, carefully along a straight line, where other people were much happier splashing it about with a roller. Different people, different skills. And that's the, that sums up the painting project, really. Different people... Different contributions, different roles, different strengths, all combined into this one joint effort. And all parts were important for the completion of the process. That's my answer to Johnny's first question. What encouraged us? For me, it was the being part of the coming together of the church members in this safe completion to a decent standard of a substantial project. And as part of that, people were working together getting to know each other so much better, and real new friendships were formed among people who actually worked on that project. 
The second question was, what's challenged us? Well, I've already answered that one. The third question, what are we praying for for the next 12 months? I am praying for a team of magic painting fairies who will come in and complete the two staircases on the way up to the first floor. That would be wonderful. More seriously, I'm praying for ourselves as a church for when we move into the pavilion. I'm praying that we'll grow into and that we'll fill that building. I'm praying that it will be a real beacon for Jesus in that part of the town which really needs him. And I'm praying that we as a church will support Johnny as he encourages us to be involved in the various tasks to be undertaken. That will be God's hands. That will be part of the body. That will do the work he wants us to do, just as we've done in the painting of the pavilion. Thank you. Thank you, Jeff. If, if you haven't yet seen the pavilion since we've done it, then come and see either Jeff or myself or Jake or any of those of you, those of us who have keys, and we will arrange for you to go and have a look. Right? But I can't, I can't stress enough. Just you can see the photographs. The photographs don't do it justice. Nothing wrong with your photography skills. It's just that if you go and see it, it looks absolutely amazing. Okay, so, um, and Jeff has been a real tower of strength this year. And that was, uh, sometimes I think things happen in God's timing, don't they? Um, and that chance conversation that you and I had would have been 52 weeks ago. Um, well, we've seen the fruits of it. And to be honest, if Jeff wasn't going to do it, I've got no idea who would. All right, because that would have been a phenomenal commitment. Um, how many thousands of hours? More, more than we ever thought, wasn't it? So thank you. Uh, Emily. Emily, why don't you come, come and stand next to me? There you go. Hello. If I look like I'm absolutely shaking, that's because I am. So anyway, um, Johnny asked me over to speak. That's why I'm up here. So um, I'm going to put my papers down because I don't like holding anything. So this year... What? <laughs> what? Oh, good idea. Good idea. Thanks. So this year, well, I'm Emily, if nobody knows. My name's Emily. My mum's sat over there. She's in the, uh, well, that's my mum. Anyway, um, so this year has been a very roller coaster, very roller coaster, a very much a roller coaster ride. So I'm going to have to tell you a backstory before I get into this year. So the, for the past few years, I would say about three or four years, I've been really battling um oh hi paul right anyway um i've been really battling anxiety and um a lot of like anxiety and depression kind of not kind of really badly um because it would just get to the point where i wouldn't go out the house and my friends would tell me like oh come out you know we can do this and do that and i would just cancel straight away because the concept was just like no thanks no um I was very attached to my parents. I had to, like... It was basically like I was clinging on to them because they were my, like, safe little box. Um, But this year, one of the encouragements for me this year was that I went on holiday with family abroad, which I would never have done. And then I also went on a couple of trips away with my friends, um, which was without my parents, which is just, like, a big achievement, I guess. Um, and yeah, it was just very much like facing a lot of fears this year and facing a lot of things that I thought that I couldn't do that I'm actually doing. So 
I'd go around people's houses and babysit for the kids, which I would have never done at all because going into someone's house just freaks me out. But it's just because I'm not comfortable enough. But for some reason this year, I've just been like, I'm so comfortable with myself that I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to get it over with and do it. Um, so that was the encouragement. But for my challenges this year, me and my family, we lost someone who was very, very dear to us. And as that time was happening, I didn't know. We knew what was happening. We knew it was coming. However, when it happened, when the person passed, we didn't. I didn't know how I was going to react. I had no idea how I was going to react. And the way I reacted was just, it was horrendous. I got into such a dark place and it was, I felt like I wasn't even going to get out of it. I felt like it was just a constant, um, I was like in a black hole and I was getting sucked in constantly and I wasn't getting out. Um, But the verse that kind of um, stuck out for me was Hebrews 6 verse 19. And it's, um, we have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. And I was looking at this verse last night as I was writing my little notes. And I think of it as, Jesus is the anchor. I think that's kind of obvious. Jesus is the anchor. We're the boat and life are these like waves. So when I was thinking about it, I've had all of these waves like crashing over my boat. And crashing over me. And I haven't been able to see above these waves. I just haven't. It's like Noah's Ark when it kept to the rain kept coming. Like I just wasn't. I wasn't there. I wasn't above the waves. I was underneath. Um, and I just got to the point where I just said, God, I can't do this. Like I genuinely can't do this anymore. I need you just to help me. And of course he did. Um, but. It is, like, it's still an ongoing battle. I'm still having a hard time, like, but I tried everything. I put myself first before I put God first. And I was trying everything I could think of to help myself and get my emotions in check. But then I realized that, actually, if I do that, I'm just going to suffer even more because I can't do it on my own. And I've learned very much that I cannot do it on my own and for him just to be in this situation with me and when I feel like I'm going back under I know that my boat is like slowly still on the waters and he's still trying to calm them and of course like I I know that it's not going to be all calm waters all my life I know that I've I've come to terms with that but I've also come to terms with the fact that God is in it. God's going to be in it no matter what. And I just feel like whatever anybody in this room's going through, if it's hard, if it's easy, if it's good, if it's bad, he is like, he's constantly there. Your anchor's like held down. It ain't moving anywhere. Like, it's just not. It might snap, but the boat's not going anywhere, I don't think. Yeah, that just didn't make sense. Anyway, um, no, the anchor's still there. The boat is still there. The waves are going, but you know what? Waves calm. Waves get heavy. Waves get calm. But in the middle of it all, he stays the same. And that's it. Thank you.
Okay, uh, Tammy. Oh, you're over there, sorry. <laughs> okay, here. Hi, everyone. Sorry, I'm really shy. Thanks for sharing that, Emily. Um, my name is Timmy, and I'm here to tell you about my year. As you all know, Chris and I got married this year, bought a house and a car, went on honeymoon. Sounds amazing, but we, we struggled with money because I think we needed about £45,000 this year. And, but God just was just faithful. And people just started to help us out with little things with the wedding, you know, that would just help us with their time and money. And people who didn't think were going to help us ended up giving us some money towards our honeymoon. And God just showed himself to us this year. And I would check my account and I would end up having more than I thought I did. It just felt like Jesus with the two fish and the five loaves of bread. God just, you know just multiplied what we had and it was amazing another challenge I faced this year was bullying at work so managers weren't happy with the position I had and just decided to bully me at work but we prayed about it and God just intervened and I've just got offered a new job um, there's a book we've been reading this year called Fearless I forgot the author um, And it's just really, really helped us get through a lot of this difficult times we've had. Also, um, this verse, um, Isaiah 41, verse 10. Yeah. Um, Do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous righteous right hand. And also Philippians 4, 6-7. Uh, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. I just want to encourage us all to just give thanks when things are hard, because that's life. Things will be difficult. I mean, this year we've just lost Chris's stepdad only two weeks ago. So it's been difficult. But we've just been given thanks because what else are you going to do? You know, it's so easy to praise God when things are going right. But why don't you show him that you're the real deal and praise him when things are hard and watch him surprise you. Also, let's pray for other people. You know, you don't know how much your prayer means to others. So please, like, keep people in your prayers and pray for everybody every day. Um, our prayer for next year is that God, we feel God's, we all feel God's love and grace and protection all throughout next year. Amen. Uh, well, I'm, I'm going to share very quickly as well. Um, been an interesting year for me. Uh, this time last year, I was uh, I was working. Um, and I was working in a project that I really, 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 really hated. I've been doing it for about two and a half years. Um, it was starting to take a toll on my mental health um, in terms of not being able to sleep and getting stressed and such like. Um, so, I, And that was a real pressurised job. On top of that, I was trying to do the best I could in terms of project managing the pavilion. 
Um, and I had, you know, on, on and off, I wouldn't say I had these great long prayer times where I brought this particular petition to God, but occasionally I'd be sort of just, you know, be in the car and I'd be come to my mind and say, God, just take me out of this. I, you know, I really need something, something different. Um, about 15 months ago, um, and a different part of the company I work for, uh, they had a particular project that looked like it might possibly um, come off. And so I was sort of thinking, oh, maybe this will happen. And then there was all sorts of talks. First of January 2018, I'd move across and start that project. Didn't happen. Um, long and short of it is I got made redundant back in April. Um, most of you, will, those of you who know me, will have heard me talk about taking it as retirement. I was more than happy to join Jeff's ranks. Um, did enable me to spend a bit more time at the pavilion. Uh, and... Uh, and it was kind of a strange journey. I mean, I, you know, I wasn't overly upset about it. Um, the money wasn't particularly a problem. And then um, I was thinking about a couple of months back, I was just starting to get a little bit bored, um, if I'm honest. I wouldn't probably admitted it at the time. But, uh, you know, I think it was the, the sort of uh, early retirement thing, you know, probably isn't all the better roses everyone thinks it is. You need something to fill your time. Um, and, the, and the pavilion had filled, its, uh, filled quite a lot of my time until then. And then I bumped into the, the director that had talked about this project um, a year ago, a year ago uh, and a bit, um, and, a, and the project came off. And I, to cut a long story short, I'm now back at work with the same employer doing a project I absolutely love. I've got two projects, um, more or less on the same money, but working part-time. Um, and for the first time in about 10 years, actually enjoying what I do and believing I'm actually making a contribution to something. And I, I do believe, you know, when we're in, you know, there's people who work for the church um, and, uh, and do absolutely wonderful things. But the rest of us who are in kind of secular work, that is our mission field, right? Now, and that would be just doing what you do well, okay? So whatever it is you're delivering in your career, that is your mission field, to do that well. All right, and for the first time in 10 years, I feel I've got a job where I can do that. Um, now, the verse, uh, I think some of you can probably guess the verse that I'm going to um, pick, certainly those of you who uh, come on a Sunday evening when I've been leading. Uh, and Ephesians 3:20. Um, now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to the power at work within us. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations. Uh, now, the New King James Version, um, I think, puts it slightly better. Uh, it says, to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly more than we can ask or imagine. And that's the God we have. It just does more. I, I, just, I didn't really think this was going to happen, if I'm honest. All right? But God has actually done more than, than I expected. I've actually got two projects on the go, both of which are absolutely fantastic. All right, so uh, what's 2019 going to hold? I have absolutely no idea. <laughs> um, but it's a, it's a roller coaster adventure for sure. Okay, so thank you for um, listening. We're going to, um, we're going to just uh, raise the roof uh, for the final time this year.